Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tucker Milling. Join Andy Schneider, National Spokesperson for the USDA APHIS Avian Health Program, Editor-in-Chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine, and author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, Chicken Factor Chicken Poop, and Zero Waste Chicken Keeping, as he welcomes top poultry veterinarians, poultry scientists, and poultry nutritionists to discuss the hot topics in the poultry world today and provide science-based, fact-based, study-based information to help you raise the healthiest poultry possible. And now, here's your host, Andy Schneider. All right, thank you very much for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends next door in Alabama, Tucker Milling. And I'm going to start off the show here with really some host commentary, and which I think you'll all find fascinating because we're all in the same boat together. And then uh, after that, I'll go to commercial break, and we'll bring back. And then we'll – oh, hang on. Let me fix this very quickly. That is my – long-time listeners know what that is. That's my son's – he's type 1 diabetic juvenile diabetes and that's his alarm telling me that he just had lunch so he's going to run high with his uh, sugars but uh, I just went ahead and muted that because mom's taking charge but um, we'll go to commercial break and then we come back and I'm going to welcome my good friend Dr. Curran Gehring with Tucker Milling poultry nutritionist and, and we got a fascinating topic today it sounds like it's just going to be really short and kind of just uh, on the surface but uh, we're going to delve into this a little bit about really uh, proper feed delivery. Um, and we'll get into what that means here in a little bit. I did hint a little bit at that today on my Facebook page over at the Chicken Whisperer. And uh, just to, to give you an idea of kind of what today's show is going to be about. But I think you'll find it fascinating and very interesting at, you know, just, just doing something that you think might be correct and, and simple. Like really just doing this would have this uh, negative effects on my flock and on my birds? Um, and, and the answer is yes. So uh, hopefully you'll find that fascinating and you'll get um, pen and paper. A lot of our longtime listeners have spiral notebook after spiral notebook of notes they've taken during 12 years of podcast from all of our experts that come on the show. And so uh, maybe you've started yours if you're a new listener of the podcast, that Chicken Whisperer Spiral Notebook where you take notes every single week on this show. So first, the commentary I want to share with you, and 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 Curran, he's online listening, and, and he'll probably get a little chuckle out of this because I want to kind of bring him in. Because he remembers the day that I called him while all this was going on, and I was like, brother, I don't know what y'all are doing over there at Tucker Millen, but keep doing it because it's working, and I'm happy, and I thank you. <laughs> so I was... 
I think I was coming back from my son's flying lesson. And uh, our route uh, is on the opposite side of town from the feed store, the local mom-and-pop feed store that we use, um, Brookshire Feed, over towards Dawsonville. And uh, so I'm coming back, and my wife texts me and while he was up in the air flying and says, hey, we really need – oh, I know. It was hog feed. I think it was um, – oh, it was uh, some goat pellet. What is it called? Um Anyway, and then some something else that we needed. I, th- I think we needed a bag of scratch. You know, I'm not a big fan of scratch. We use it different things around the homestead. But um, and so anyway, she she had a list for me things to do, and I'm thinking, okay, this is the route I come home from the airport, and there's no way I can get to Brookshire. It's backtracking, and I, I may not even get there before they close. I could go south a little bit and go to uh, TSC Tractor Supply, um, but I don't think they have the right um, alfalfa pellets, that's what it was. I was thinking goats and alfalfa pellets. I think they had like the huge, huge alfalfa pellets at the TSC that are like the size of my middle finger, just big. And we needed the smaller pellets for our small goats. And um, so I said, so I'm not, that, that eliminates TSC. Um, and then so I'll go to my other um, local feed store that's kind of on the way, uh, more towards downtown Gainesville. Um, and I had already been into uh, the TSC one day. I was getting some electric fence supplies. This was a couple of th- – maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And I was getting some electric fence supplies from TSC. And I was astounded at the feed prices at that point. Now, I had already received some emails from folks from around the country, specifically Sue from New York uh, emailed me and said, hey, what are you paying for feed down there? Because I just bought some, and it was $19 for a 50-pound bag. And I got some others from California, and I think somewhere in the Midwest, I want to say maybe Ohio, I got just emails from from fans and friends say, hey, what are you paying for feed now? Have you noticed this? But I was in TSC, and I'm just going to name names uh, and brands. Um, so their do more brand which again is that lower you know you kind of got to wonder which is uh, my understanding is made by purina um and you kind of wonder if purina laina they think that's so good um what are they not putting in the tsc do more feed that they're they're making i mean what's, if it's that much cheaper what are they not putting in there so um but their do more brand at tsc was 17 dollars a bag for a 50 pound bag 17 dollars okay um, their Purina Lena, I think was, I think it was $2 more. I think it was, it ended up being, uh, $2 more. So it was $19 a bag for that. And that was a tractor supply. I didn't buy any food there. You know, I get my food from Brookshire and I get the Tucker milling. Y'all know that story. So I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. But I got my fencing supplies and I left. Um, and then again, back to the story, I was on the way from the airport and I stopped into another local, uh, not a huge national chain. You, know, you could probably call it a mom and pop uh, feed store. And I walked in there and I said, hey, let me go ahead and get the two alfalfa pellets. Uh, and then I'm looking at it and I said, is, is this the right price for your 50 pound bag of scratch grains? He says, yep. I said, you got any other other than the seven-way, a five-way or three-way scratch or something like that? It might be a little cheaper or whatever. No, that's that's all we got right now. Uh, so I'm like, okay, um, I'll take – I think I just got one bag of that, maybe two bags. Um, and then I asked, I said, well, how much is your swine pellets, your hog pellets? What are they running? 
and he gave me, it was a Purina brand, and it was like um, $23 for a 50-pound bag, $23 for a 50-pound bag of swine pellets. And I said, yeah, I think I'll pass on that, but let me go ahead and get some uh, some hay, too. So I uh, filled up the back of the truck with hay while I was there. And then I headed home. And while I was headed home, I gave Brookshire a phone call. And I said, hey, guys, um, have, I, 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 just Sandy, tell me, t- just to make sure, I want to clarify that, you know, because uh, I normally buy in bulk from there. And it may have been two or three weeks since I had been there. Give me the price of your 16% laying pellet again, your Tucker Melon, that I always pick up. 1350 1350 Okay, great. Thank you. And tell me what your swine, your Tucker Melon swine uh, feed is, your swine pellets that I pick up in the gray bag. Tell me what that is. 1350 That's what I've been paying. That's what I thought. And, uh, and, I, and I was like, okay, it's $10 less per bag than the other local feed store in the Gainesville area. And I was like, great googly moogly. So when I got back, I actually had to make a feed pickup at Brookshire. I believe it was last week. And I walked in and the owner was there, the owner and the owner's daughter. And we started having this conversation. And I said, look, um, I let Curran at Tucker Milling know this the day it was happening. And now I'm here picking up, you know, 30 bags of feed from you. And um, I see what I'm paying. And I, and, I, and I love the Tucker Milling feed. Um, that's why I'm with them because I reached out to them because of the awesome effects I was seeing with their feed on all my species on my farm, from the goats to the hogs to the chickens to the cows to the turkeys to the rabbits. Um, y'all know that story, so I won't go down that path again. But I was like, you know, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate Tucker Milling because the buck has passed. But I had a nice, great conversation with the manager and the manager's daughter there about how, and, and, and they weren't really privy of it, but I was like, do you realize I just came from last week, this other feed store in Gainesville, and your their their hog pellets were $10 more per bag. Their laying pellets were almost $3 per bag more for the do more and then and a tractor supply and then you know, what is that, $5 less per bag than, than their, their Laina at the tractor supply. And then at the, the other feed store, it, it was just astounding. Um, and so I told them, I said, look, I really appreciate He says, you know, if it's not a big difference from what we pay from, from Tucker Milling, we just eat that cost. You know, we, we try to keep our prices through all these ups and downs with the market and the commodities and things like that. And then and I know, I know Tucker Millen does the same thing. I've had meetings with them, uh, a bunch of them. We've talked about this, and, and they're just a fabulous company. But, I, you know, and then I got online, and I said, guys, let's do a little poll here. What are you paying around the country for your feed? I didn't really get into what brand you're paying. I said, what are you paying for a 50-pound bag of laying pellets? And it was – you know it. You are chicken keepers just like I am. You buy it every week. You buy it every two weeks. You buy it every six weeks if you buy in bulk, depending on how many uh, chickens you have and how many 50-pound bags you're buying. But if you have cows and goats and chickens and pigs and rabbits and, and, and all these other species like we do, you know, it adds up. And if you're looking at $5 a bag when you're buying 20, 30, 40 bags at a time, that is amazing amount of money that's saved. And – um, it's, and like I said, over the years, I've told you, I feel like that I am getting a superior product and paying less. It's like a double whammy. Um, 
the cheapest layer feed they had at this other mom and pop in Gainesville was $17. And I won't name that name, but it is the only feed that I've come across in the last 20 plus years of keeping chickens, maybe longer than that, maybe closer to 30, um, that I just refuse to buy. I mean, in the past, if I was in a pinch, I'd get this or I'd get that or I'd get this or I'd get that. But there, there's one food out there, one feed that I absolutely, I will let my chicken starve. I will feed them bread. I will feed them whatever I have in this house before I will buy that bag of feed. There's one feed on the market that I just will refuse to buy, and it's the cheapest level of product that they have. They have, they have their superior bag, 50-pound bag, then they have this bag, which is their entry level, and it is the worst stuff I've ever fed my animals in my life. Um horrible effects from it. So I wanted to share that with you mainly because if you're primarily in the southeast, the seven to nine states that, that comprise the southeast of the United States, you know, I want to invite you to do a little legwork because it could save you a ton, a ton, a ton of money. In fact, I got a text. This is no joke. I got a text earlier this week from a, from a friend of mine. Uh, we know him through um, a boys' club, uh, like a, a scouts' club that my uh, son belongs to. He's a dad. And he texts me because he knows I'm on the chickens. And he says, hey, um, I, I'm just kind of tired of doing the runaround here and there. I said, you know, what? where do you buy your feed? How much do you buy at a time? How do you store it? That type of thing. And we had a good 30-minute conversation. I just gave him a call instead of texting him back. And I said, what are you doing right now? He said, I'm going down here to the TSC, and I'll buy, you know, two bags, but my chickens will go through it, and I just raised some meat birds, blah, 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 blah. And I just basically told him everything I told you. I said, look, Johnny, I said, and he, he's, he's been to Brookshire where I buy my feed now, and uh, he said he, he likes to go there, but sometimes he'll go to the TSC or the, the other uh, uh, feed, smaller feed store in, in Gainesville. And um, I was like, man, you're not going to get a better feed, and you're going to save anywhere from three to five dollars a bag. And yes, you can store. You know, what, tell me about your facility where you're going to be storing it. You know, if you want to go buy uh, a dozen bags based on the number of chickens, it's going to be fine for a few weeks. And I told him, I said, when you go over here to Brookshire Feeds and you buy that Tucker Milling 16% layer, 20 whatever you get from Tucker Milling, uh, it's got their name on it. Um, it may only be. It made three days ago, maybe less, maybe two days ago, depending on when they made it and when that delivery truck's coming from Alabama over here to Brookshire Feed. I said, you know, that feed's going to be easy, less than a week old, probably going to be closer to 24 to 48 to 72 hours old from the time it just got manufactured to the time you're picking it up and putting it in your backyard and feeding your chickens. I said, you know, go look at the manufacturing date of those bags at all the other places based on that feed getting all the way down here through whatever distributor from the Midwest. So, uh, you know, then you, you've got that peace of mind. Then I told him to read the label. Look at the, look at the label of just the good old 16% layer feed from the Tucker Mill. You know, you got the – it's crazy. I think it was like cinnamon, and you have oregano, and you have all these um, uh, um, herbs and things in there. It, it's, it's just good stuff. And he said, yeah, my wife will like that. She's kind of on the – this is his words, not mine. She's kind of on the granola side, the all-natural side, the da-da-da. She doesn't do the organic, but she, she, yeah, she would absolutely love that. So, again, I want to invite you guys, if you're in the lower seven to nine states that make up the southeast, take some time and, and truly compare price. This isn't just a, hey, go buy Tucker Millen because I like it and um, I, I think it's superior. Out of, all the, out of all the feed companies that have ever sponsored the Chicken Whisper over the last 15 years, again, Tucker Millen is the only feed that I approached because of the positive results I saw. Every single other one, every single other one after 15 years – 
wave money in your face. Hey, will you promote our feed for us? Thank you very much. Here's some money. No, no, it doesn't go. Tucker Millen, I reached out to them. They had never even, the lady I talked to anyway over there at the time, never even heard of me. And I said, look, here's my experience. We need to work together, folks. And um, and that's how I got involved with, with Tucker Millen, seeing the results on this farm with my animals. And now I'm paying $5 or more less per bag, $10 less per bag on my hog feed with the Tucker Millen versus the stuff they were carrying at the other store in, in Gainesville. So don't just rely, oh, I just, I just always go to TSE, or I just always go to this store. I just always go to that store. Shop around, and if your local mom-and-pop store doesn't carry the Tucker Milling, and they're in the lower seven to nine states that make up the southeast, ask them. Can you get Tucker Milling? They can get Tucker Milling. Can you call Tucker Milling to see if you ask them? Because you're going to save some money, and you're going to get a superior feed. Um, that's just all it is. And I mainly wanted to tell you about this because of the prices that are going on right now, and I know you've already seen that if you're buying chicken feed and the price increase, $23. If you, are you guys paying $23 a bag for, for you know, 16% laying pellets uh, when you could save $10 a bag and get an amazing feed locally? And, again, if you're in that lower seven to nine states, look at the date. You know, even if you're if you're further away from Alabama than say Georgia, maybe you're in North Carolina, maybe you're in Kentucky. I think they service some in Kentucky, maybe a little bit in Florida. But I mean, that food's going to get to you 24 to 72 hours after it was made, and it's right in your backyard, depending on when you buy it from the store. And incredible. And then you, and you're saving ten dollars a bag. Um, it just it's ask. <clears throat> All it takes is just ask. Hey, do you carry the Tucker Millen feed, or can you get Tucker Millen feed? You call Tucker Miller. Call Tucker Miller. Call him. Ask for Curran. Ask for the poultry nutritionist that's actually developing this feed for your birds. Ask him all the questions you'd ever want about this feed and what makes it better. Um, can you do that with probably any other feed company that's available at your store? So, Curran, I don't want to throw you under the bus and have your phone all of a sudden just ringing off the hook, but they'd be happy to take your call, I'm willing to bet, if you want to find out how you can get the Tucker Millen feed, how you can save $10 a bag, um, or at least if you're buying the cheap, cheap feed at a big box store or at your local store and are paying 16 or 15 you know, you save some money and get a superior feed. And you can pick up the phone and talk to the poultry nutritionist that just designed that feed and the company that just made that feed 24 hours before it landed in your backyard. Um, so not only is this about price, it's about quality. It's about you getting the feed and you trying the feed and you being happy with the feed, which I know you're going to be. But um, the prices have gotten absolutely uh, incredible around the country and even here in New York, California, Midwest. And uh, when, when I was talking to one feed company or, or one feed store about it, they were like, his answer to me was, yep, we're shipping more corn to China than we're keeping for ourselves, and that's making the price go up, so everything I have that's got corn in it is going sky high. And he claims that's the reason. We're shipping more corn to China than we're using here for ourselves here in the United States. Um, not to go down that political uh, rabbit hole, but um, that was his answer to me at, my, at this feed store over here. When I was like, yeah, I think I'll just make the drive out to Brookshire to save $10 a bag. Um and, and I talked, again, to Brookshire, and them, as a mom-and-pop owner-operator, um, if there was a slight increase from Tucker Millen over to them, they said they eat that cost. 
they try to eat as much of that that they can. And as long as I've been buying from them for probably about three years, I've never had a price increase yet. Um, and so I thank them uh, right to their face. And just like I called Curran, and I said, guys, I don't know what y'all are doing over there at Tucker Millen, but I sure appreciate it because my price hadn't increased. I don't know what y'all are doing with the price of corn and everything else that's going up and everybody else having a price increase to $23 a daggum bag, and I'm still paying $13.50. Thank you, Tucker Millen. Thank you, Brookshire Feeds, because my wallet appreciates it. I appreciate it because I, 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 I slide my card or write a check for my feed just like you do. Regardless if I'm sponsored by Tucker Milling or not, I slide my card and buy that feed just like you guys do. comes right out of my checking account. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring on uh, Curran. We'll talk about this for just a second. Then I'll go to commercial break. We'll come back and talk about our topic today, which is fascinating. But um, I wanted to share that with you guys. I thought it was important to share with you guys. Um, uh, and, and the takeaway is what you want to take away with it. Yeah, feed is high. Or, you know, maybe I, maybe I do need to shop around a little bit. Maybe I do need to request some Tucker Milling. Maybe I do need to try some Tucker Milling. Uh, you know, next time I go to the store, I'm going to see if they can get it. Now, if you're outside of the southeastern United States, my understanding, and I've heard this a few times when I've been over there at Tucker in a meeting, uh, is that, you know, if you want to get together with a poultry club or your neighbor or whatever, and you want to buy a pallet at a time, I'm pretty sure anywhere in the country at a pallet at a time, they can get it to you. Let me tell you something else they'll do. If you're in the southeastern United States, and I'm pretty sure Curran's going to correct me on this if any of this is wrong on my end. But if you're in the southeast, okay. and, I, and, and, I, and I do this, Curran, you're live now, so thanks for joining us. Um, and I actually mm -hmm. do this. I can, I can call Curran and I can say, um, this is what I would like. I want a pallet of 40 bags, and I want 20 16% layer. I want 10 hog. I want, say, two scratch. I want three of this. I, want, I just want one bag of this, though, and two bags of this, eight bags of this, 12 bags. Of, they will pull my order, put it on a pallet, wrap it, and put it on that truck that's going right to my – even if I want one bag of one of the products that they use, one bag, if, if I want – 39 bags a layer, and I want one bag of hog feed. That's the way the pallet's going to come to me. <laughs> and um, if, if I'm in that southeastern United States on one of their regular weekly routes, and I know all that feed's going to be 24 to 72 hours old when, when the store gets it, and then that, or when I get it, even back to my farm that day. Um, and my understanding, too, Kern, is if it's anywhere else really in the lower 48, my understanding is if it is that pallet order, y'all can end up doing something like that to help them, too. Is that is, is everything I've That's said right. so far kind of correct as far as the distribution? <laughs> yeah, well, as, as far as um, you know, the mixed pallets, those would be going to uh, one of our dealers. Right. Um, but yes, uh, you know, if if you wanted to try a uh, you know one of our products that that your local Tucker, Tucker Milling dealer you know has never carried before, they can order one bag and get it for you. Um, like, like you said, there's there's no minimum order quantity for the dealers. Um, and then for anyone um, who lives, you know, outside of the southeast, I know a lot of uh, of your listeners are are uh, not in our delivery area. And right. if they'd like to try our feed, then we can send uh, multiples of 40 of, of anything um, anywhere in the lower 48. So, um, and the and the only reason that's that's got to be, uh, you know, pallets is um, that's that's going to be on an outside carrier. Right. Um, not our trucks, and and uh, and really, if you know, if you can order, um, say, two or three pallets, 
at a time, um, then the cost per bag is way down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's about that uh, three pallets or 120 bag quantity where where the freight cost per bag uh, is really decreased. Drops. So, you know, gotcha. I, I tell people if uh, yeah, if, if you've got some friends that were you know you can um, put an order to, to together um, as a group, then uh, you know that could be the way to go. Yeah, especially if you're paying twenty three dollars a bag right now. Um, and then you say, hey, I can get this Tucker Millen shipped here, and if I'm paying $23 a bag for what I got now, and I can save some money and get it sh- and get Tucker Millen out here, even if I'm not near the delivery area, I still might be saving saving some money. And at the bottom line, I'll be getting you know a mm-hmm. better quality feed, better quality feed at the end of the day. But yeah, I, I thought that was fascinating when when y'all were telling me that and say, hey, you know, you just if you want you know your pallet of 40. Um, or actually, maybe even a little less than that if, if I wanted a partial pallet. But, yeah, they, they'll just customize it however. I only want one bag of this, three bags of that, ten bags of this, and <laughs> um, based on what uh, – because, like I said, I may just need you know, one bag of – a 50-pound bag of rabbit pellets will last me for a little while. So I only need one bag of that. But I might need 20 bags of lamb pellet. So, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. But prices current have been just – out of this world, twenty. I about fell over when I saw twenty three dollars a bag for a fifty pound yeah. bag of lamb lamb pellets. I was like, "You've got to be out of your mind." Um, and then that's why when I called you after I found out, after I called Brookshire, and I'm like, "You know, it's it's been a little while. Things may have happened in the last three weeks to a month because I buy in bulk." But I, I'm coming over there. What's what's my what's fifty pound bag of lamb pellets? Sixteen thirteen fifty. I said, "My goodness, like ten dollars less a bag." And, and same with the hog feed that I buy. It's like $10 less per bag with the Tucker Millen. That, 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 that's crazy yeah. add up. Crazy add up. Well, okay, oh, go ahead. So I was just going to say, you know, I've, uh, I'm used to seeing, you know, one or two ingredients increase in price a lot. And that, you know, for various reasons, it could be, um, you know, international trade, like you mentioned, or it could be the, you know, there's a poor crop or the, you know, the weather wasn't, wasn't good, but uh, I, I've never seen so many ingredients uh, increase in price so much at the same time as this year. And uh, you know, I, I don't. I, I think it, it's because of you know several reasons. It's, oh yeah. It's trade. It's COVID last year. It's mm-hmm. uh, um, you, you know, with uh, I know with with fats like soybean oil. That's uh, a lot of that's going to uh, biodiesel. So. Um, so the availability is uh, not good on the feed side. And, um, there's just a lot of reasons, but it's it's a really unique year and a, a you know really big challenge to to um, you know try to absorb that cost. But we're doing the best we can. Yeah, I don't know what you and Scott and Brian are doing over there, but I, I my wallet appreciates it. And um, same with the the Brookshire, my my local mom and pop, because they they said right in my face is yeah if if there's a slight increase we try to eat as much as that as we can to keep our prices the price so Mm -hmm. we may we may make a little bit less but we you're going to keep coming back to us because it's 13.50 a bag you're getting a quality product and when you go down the street to think you're going to be saving more at that big box ag store and it's you know five you know it's just nuts and um yeah, I, I was I was just very pleased. So again, thank you guys for what you do on your end because I've I've heard you guys talk a lot about you know making sure that it, you know the the price stays as com, you know competitive as can be and and then my dealer as well. So uh, thank you guys. Um, hey, let's 
let me go to commercial break. People can get their pens and papers out. I'll put you back on mute, me as well. Get the first commercial break done. We come back because it's not going to be a totally long show. The information doesn't doesn't require a whole hour we're going to talk about today. But I think it's important. Um, I'll hint people before we go to commercial break, you know, kind of about uh, when, I, when we talk about uh, feed delivery um, I see this a lot even today, but over the years, I've run into folks that during uh, my workshops and they'll say, well, you know, Andy, I, I go out in the morning and I give them a scoop of food. I just kind of pour it out on the ground and, and, and that's all I do every morning. I give them a scoop of food and that's it. And they come charging at me and they, they look like they're starving and they eat all that up as fast as they can. And then, then every morning they do that. Should I be feeding them more? Uh, because they just act like they're starving. Um, or, you know, a lot of times we'll hear things like, well, uh, an adult hen, adult, an adult laying hen uh, should, should probably eat or is probably eating about a quarter cup a day. Um, now, is that wintertime, summertime, springtime, falltime? How is that going to differ based on are they molting, are they not molting, are they really laying? Is it peak laying? Is it hot? Is it cold? Um, but, but a quarter cup. So I've had people say, you know, well, I, I have 10 hens, so I just figure a quarter cup. Uh, for 10 hens is this much, and that's what I give them every day, and that's what they get. I'm, I'm still giving them the right amount according to science, so um, I've heard that before. And then, of course, the the uh, what, what we do here at the farm, you know, feed availability 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and actually, you know, we have you – know, I've had poultry scientists here, poultry nutritionists, poultry veterinarians here at my farm. We've talked about all this stuff. We, we broadcast live from here. We've done classes from here. And my feed and my water is in my coop. It's 10 by – actually, I have three coops, but 10 by 20. So they, even though they're, we know they're probably not eating and drinking after dark, they're up on the roost, they're sleeping, we get that. Don't send me emails, guys. Uh, but my water – and they have access to water on my farm 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and so we're going to – that's kind of what we're going to get into about the, when I say delivery or, or feed delivery for your flock. And uh, we're going to tackle that. Uh, right after this short commercial break. So stay with us because it is fascinating and I'm going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a lot and uh, we'll see how it goes. Stay with us. We'll be back right over the short break. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Are you dealing with a stinky coop or brooder? Backyard chicken owners are loving Chick Fresh. Not only does it eliminate the nasty odors, but it also eliminates the dangerous and unhealthy ammonia. You can use Chick Fresh in your coop, brooder, garbage can, litter boxes, and more. Even use it in your spouse's smelly shoes. Get your bottle 15% off today by going to coopcarespecial.com. Take back control and say no to nasty odors. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. 
The Yardbird Chicken Plucker takes the hassle out of backyard chicken processing by fully defeathering birds in just 15 seconds. Powered by a 1.5 horsepower electric motor, the Yardbird Chicken Plucker can handle two eight-pound birds at one time, while the built-in irrigation ring keeps your hands free for other butchering tasks. The 20-inch stainless steel drum features 110 rubber plucking fingers that gently remove feathers and dirt without tearing the skin. When butchering is complete, the plucker rinses clean with just soap and water. To learn more or purchase your plucker, visit YardbirdPluckers.com. All right, let's squeeze one more in here, and we'll be right back with Curran Gehring with Tucker Milling. Chickens across the country are flocking to grubbits. These natural, oven-dried, black soldier fly larvae are sustainably raised right here in the USA. Grubbits account for 10 to 15% of a normal diet and are available at almost half the price of some competing brands. More calcium, stronger eggshells, healthier feathers, happier hens. Find Grubbits online at grubbits.com, on social media at Grubbits, or on Amazon, G-R-U-B-B-E-T-S. That's Grubbits, the feed chickens need. And now we return to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer with your host, Andy Schneider. All righty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends over at Tucker Melling. And uh, today's guest, if you didn't already hear, Dr. Curran Gehring, Ph.D., poultry nutritionist, is going to be talking about really feed delivery and what's the best for our flock, to, to have a healthy flock, to have a flock that's not stressed, and uh, to get the best results of our flock, whether it be you know laying or breeding. Uh, so I'm turning it over to you, my friend. All right. Thanks, Andy. Um, well, you know, I, I, I think uh, I, when I was doing the, uh, some research for the show and, and seeing if there was, you know, any new um, new scientific research on the topic, um, you know, I was a little surprised that I think it, at least for adult birds, um, it wasn't as clear cut as I was expecting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in some cases, I think uh, the answer is it depends, but. Um, you know, I, I wanted to just start off by by saying, um, uh, you know, for for growing birds, especially baby chicks, um, I would recommend you know never just doing one feeding like uh, you know like you mentioned some people do with their hens. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I think you know young birds need uh, feed and, and clean water in front of them all the time. Um, so, you know, as as far as uh, you know, maybe some uh, exceptions to the rule. You know, that that would be with adult birds only, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think when we we think about whether or not um, you know having a constant availability of feed versus just feeding a scoop or a quarter cup per day um, is the right way to go, then yeah, you know, we really have to think about uh, what type of uh, eaters that that chickens are. And so, you know, when you look at the scientific uh, literature, um, I came across some some different terms. You know, some people uh, will say that chickens are continuous feeders. Mm -hmm. um, And um, other poultry scientists uh, refer to chickens as nibblers. And so, you know, anyone who... Who provides feed all the time 
and and spend some you know a lot of time observing the birds uh know that that uh, as long as uh you know the lights are on the birds are gonna visit their their feeder or water you know one uh, on on average a couple times per hour throughout the day mm-hmm. so you know that's that's why they're called continuous feeders because they are programmed to just you know eat a little bit now and a little bit uh more after a little while and um and continuously uh consume feed uh throughout so, the day if anybody comes to our place and uh we do biosecurity and it's like we did last week we had a family photographer come over and i knew she had chickens and we she ha we we her shoes were clean you know we disinfected biosecurity right but if anybody comes to our place mm-hmm. they're gonna walk out there and look because we free range uh they can go in and out of the coop anytime they want uh the food and water's in the coop and they've got plenty of and and if you go out there and you just stand there and look <clears throat> during the day and they're out and about all over the the back 40 um <clears throat> You just look at them, and they're just scratch and eat, scratch and eat, scratch and eat, scratch and eat, scratch and look, scratch. I mean, all day long I go out there, and there's not a lot of wandering around. Every now and then they'll get back up under the coop and want to take a dust bath or kind of chill out in the shade or find a shady spot over about in the in the um, shade. But but literally, if they're if they're on their two feet, walk. If they're okay, if they're not, let's put it this way. If they're not in the shade, laying out. If they're not in the dust bath. If they are on their two feet, and those two feet are moving. And the entire, whenever they're doing that, they're scratching, looking, peeking, scratching. They're eating. Sometimes they find something. Sometimes they don't. They move a little bit, scratch. I mean, they, yeah, you got that right. Continuous, continuous, continuous all day long. And, of course, that doesn't include mm-hmm. them going back into the coop whenever they go in and, and eating those pellets and then getting some water and then going right back out. Scratch and peck, scratch and peck, scratch and peck all day long. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, and, and it was really interesting to me to – to come across uh, one paper where they actually looked at the uh, the amount of pancreatic juice. So that's the uh, the liquid that contains digestive enzymes that the pancreas produces and secretes into the small intestine. Uh-huh. Um, and so they had groups of chickens, um, fasted them for 24 hours or 48 hours, and the birds kept producing the same amount of pancreatic juice. So, you know, it's not just their... Yeah, it's not just their little brain telling them to eat constantly, but their, you know, their actual their digestive system is continually ready to to you know use nutrients and digest food. Um, and you know, so the bird is whether it has food or not, it's going to continually uh, produce those digestive enzymes um, and, and secrete that uh, that pancreatic juice. Um, you also see um, uh, bile backflow into the gizzard and discoloration uh, in the gizzard after only eight hours without feed. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, producing bile or producing digestive enzymes takes energy. It takes calories. Uh, to produce enzymes, it takes amino acids. Uh, and, and so those are resources that that can't be used for growth or for egg production um, and, and, you know, nutrients that you're paying for that are being wasted. And so, you know, there's the the first reason uh, why, you know, I think it's probably not a good idea to to not have feed in front of them all the time. 
Maybe that's but, my problem. Um, I think next time I go to the doctor, I'll be like, do you think I've got this issue that my chickens have where I just, you know, you know, especially around 930, 10 o'clock at night, it's about bedtime, and, you know, you want that bowl of ice cream or a few crackers or some chips. I'm thinking maybe I've got that problem Kern was talking about myself. and I just, It just keeps producing <laughs> something to make me hungry. I think that's what I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, maybe maybe so. So yeah, so that 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 aspect, you know, if if their body is is geared towards that, which sounds like it is, then like you just said, it kind of makes sense to have that food available for them all the time. If they're if they're geared to want to be those continuous nibblers or continuous uh, eaters. Yeah, yeah, and and there's one. Uh, you know, one more thing that I forgot that goes along with the uh, the bile and, and the digestive enzymes, but the, you know, birds have a proventriculus, which is analogous to our stomach. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it produces, um, you know, gastric, uh, gastric secretions, uh, hydrochloric acid that help to denature protein and, and start to, you know, digest the food. And, um, and so those secretions are constant as well. And we all know what happens when there's, uh, you know, too much acid in your in your stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, in another study, they uh, birds were fasted for uh, 24, 48 hours, and gizzard erosion uh, started to occur after only 48 hours without food. Um, and that's mm-hmm. because that that acid keeps getting produced, but there's no uh, no food to digest. And um, and even though that took 48 hours, there were uh, minute congested areas and ulcers that began to appear in some instances after only 24 hours in young birds. Really? Were, uh, less than four weeks of age. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. if you're feeding once a day, uh, you're right up against, you know, that 24-hour period. Uh, so, uh, and and actually they saw some uh, congestion and spottiness in the large intestine and the uh, the mucosal the, the lining of the cloaca, uh, of the cloaca um, after only 10 hours in older birds. So, you know, I, I think even if even if birds uh, you know keep performing, keep laying eggs, and look good, um, you know, it, it's it's having some negative effect, even if it's not readily apparent. Well, there's so many things. Yeah, There's so many things that um, could be wrong with our bird that we don't see as that chicken mama. You know, and we, we've talked about mm-hmm. this a lot over the years, you know, that underlying condition that may not present itself until they're stressed or, you know, they could have the osteoporosis because they're not getting enough calcium because they're getting too many treats or the uh, fatty liver disease that you may not see because of, again, to, so many things about these birds. And, and as we know, uh, most chicken owners, unless you're brand new, know this, that they will try to hide any type of weakness to keep their – and that's why they just – when they when they decline, they decline fast, and you'll walk out and find just a dead one in the coop. And so, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, I was, I was thinking, too, you know, I know you've mentioned a lot about treats in, in other shows and and there's probably a lot of people that are feeding, you know, a quarter cup per bird a day, once a day. Um, mm-hmm. And then 
giving their birds treats later in the day. Mm-hmm. And those birds probably attack the treats, and, and it looks like they absolutely love them. Um, but there was, uh, you know, there's another study where uh, the birds were given a choice of either whole wheat or a balancer pellet. So it was a pellet that uh, provided you know, everything else in a complete diet and, and just a a little bit of whole wheat would, would form the, you know, the nutrient content of a complete diet. Right. And they were, uh, they sequential fed the birds. So eight hours where they were given only uh, whole wheat uh, followed by eight hours with only the balancer pellet um, or some other birds were uh, just given a choice of, of uh, the whole wheat or the balanced pellet at, at, you know, free will. Yeah. And what's really interesting is when they had both of them available, the whole wheat only comprised 5% of their diet. Huh. And so that was when they had full access to the balanced pellet as well. Yeah. But, but when it was eight hours of whole wheat followed by eight hours of balanced pellet, the whole wheat comprised 40% of their diet. Well, that's all they had to choose from. It's like I'm going to eat yep, this, or I'm going to, exactly. I'm going to eat this, or I'm going to be hungry, or, or I feel like you know their little brain, or I'm going to starve. So I mean, that's all I got. Yep. You know, I, I'm eating it. It's kind of like my kids. You know, Here, here's your, <laughs> here's your broccoli. You know, here's your carrots, and then here's your, uh, here, here's your chicken nuggets. You know, or here, you know, you eat it or you don't. You know, that's that's how I grew up. What's for dinner? This is for dinner. Eat it or yeah. you go hungry. You know, so uh, yeah, cause <laughs> I can see that. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So the you know the takeaway for me, you know, when I read that study is those birds, you know, like you said, they're they're hungry and they're they're they are hardwired to to want to find something to eat all the yep. time, and so they're going to eat whatever's available, whether it's good for them or not. You know, and and whole wheat, you know, obviously is not the worst thing in the world for them to eat, but um, you know what I took from that is, uh, you know, what if there's nothing good for them to eat, but there's something uh, that they shouldn't eat available. Um, and I know, you know, I, I've seen where uh, feed bridged up in a feeder, and it wasn't, uh, you know, it, so it wasn't available in the, yep, uh, for the yep. birds to eat, and then they'll get their, you know, gizzards completely impacted with pine shavings. Uh, yep, mm-hmm. Meat oh, birds will do that. And, I know that. I know that. Like meat yeah. birds will do that. I have to be really careful about that. Dr. McCray's been here overseeing our meat bird production. It's the exact same thing. She's warned us about that. You know, if you let as soon as that feeder goes empty with these meat birds, they're going to be start eating these shavings, Andy. So you got, I, I remember that vividly. Yeah. So yeah, you know that that that's the the really you know one of the dangerous things is is they're going to find something to to eat and. If the only thing available is something that's not good for them, uh, they're going to eat it anyway. And, um, yeah, and so, you know, I, I know I mentioned earlier that this topic wasn't as clear-cut as I, uh, you know, as I was expecting. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there, I did come across a, a, another interesting um, study where, you know, poultry scientists looked at whether they could convert um, or train chickens to um, become meal eaters rather than continuous uh, eaters. Uh-huh. And so 
what they meant by that is a, a meal would be a one and a half to two hour period where uh, feed was provided and they could eat all that they want during that time and then the feed would be removed. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they found was it took four of those meals uh, per day to uh, to not affect uh, growth and production and or growth and feed conversion. How about so that? So did it did it show overall? Like you said, it took four of those meal times to get the results they wanted. Basically, so what you're saying to have, the, to have the same to have no effect on on their uh, growth or feed conversion. When they did five meal times, okay. uh, they actually improved feed conversion. But one, two, okay. or three meals per day had negative effects on their uh, growth and, and feed conversion. And so, you know, that's the, the exception to the rule, I guess, is that, well, you can feed four or five one-and-a-half to two-hour meals a day, and your know, birds might do just as well. But, uh, you know – Who's going to do that? Exactly. For the, yeah, for hey, wait a minute. Person, uh, I, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of work. I, and it just doesn't uh-huh. seem practical to me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jen, I want you to so, go set up the feeder from 6 to 8 this morning <clears throat> and then pull it away. And then I want you to go out <clears throat> and set it up again from noon to 2. And then and then at 2, I want you to go out and take it away. And then go back out from 4 to 6 and give them – wow, that's – yeah, who's got time for that nonsense? And then if you do it less than four times, there's negative effects. If you do it more, yeah. there was – you know, so I think you said five times there was better. Five times. Um, yeah, it was better. So uh, and now we're getting into, uh, let's see, five times and you have two hours. And then, um, I mean, you're looking at, no thanks. I, I, I'm, I think I'm good. Yeah, that would be that would be all day long, every two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You'd have to live in the coop with <laughs> or out in the pasture. Right. Um yeah, so yeah, I'm glad you came up with the uh, the same conclusion I did with that. That's just, <laughs> uh, you know, that's not going to work for most people. So yeah. I, you know, I think might as well just have feed there available. And that study there basically shows that <clears throat> going out once a day and pouring the scoop on the ground, and that's all they get. That that study there essentially showed that that was had negative effects. Um, yeah. Because you'd have to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep, and and this was with all the feed they want during those meal times. During that two-hour um, period, get all you want, guys. Yeah. So you know when when somebody's uh, just feeding a scoop or figuring you know a quarter cup per bird. Yeah. Um, you know that there's cases where that might not even be an adequate amount of feed. Um, uh, for the bird, so it could be even worse than only being fed once a day. Um. Mm-hmm where it's, you know, not just uh, negative effects due to the frequency of feeding, but actually to the because of the amount of nutrients that are, um, uh, that are provided. I've and, had experts, you know, I, I, I've had experts just like yourself, probably across the board, <laughs> veterinarians, scientists, and nutritionists uh, from many different areas of the country, many different universities, many different roles, whether it be in corporate or education, uh, I know I've heard this a million times that uh, in, in most cases, having that feed available to them 24-7, they would end up eating less food. 
than if you just did once a day. Maybe you did four scoops once a day and just gave them just a, a, a god-awful amount of food right there that, that really having it available, whether, it, whether it's in their psyche, you know, having peace of mind. I've got this food available all the time. I'll just have a little here, a little there, maybe a little here. Yeah. I'll eat some mom free ranging. But they'll consume less feed than if you just went out and um, fed them once a day, a, a huge amount. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, you know, I think when when you feed once a day and, and you see those birds just charging the, the feeder, you know, it looks like they're excited and, <laughs> and happy to get fed, but yeah. I mean, it's because they're starving. Uh, and and they don't understand how to control their their intake when they're you know when they've been deprived of food for that long. Um, and you know anyone who's ever you know for, you know had something go wrong where their birds didn't have access to water for 24 hours, and they know uh, you know when you when you uh, provide water after they haven't had it for a day, a lot of the birds will, uh, especially in younger birds, a lot of them will die because uh, they go so crazy over it uh, and they you know they can't control their their intake and um, so yeah, yeah I'll they, that. They're gonna... <laughs> I can paint that picture for everybody listening okay you wake up early because you've got an important meeting you get that meeting done you don't grab breakfast and then all of a sudden you you, you don't get lunch because something happens you know, and you don't have any snack you know you, you eat really nothing all day long you get home, you're so hungry, your wife she says, Hey man, let's go to the let's go to the all you can eat buffet. And you're like, Man, I'm so hungry, let's go. And then there you go, you're pulling your chair right up to the buffet. I ain't sitting at the table, I'm pulling my chair right up to the buffet and um and bam, like you said, you're gonna gorge yourself and uh we all know how that goes. So that I painted yeah. that human picture for you. When <laughs> you don't eat a lot all yep. day or nothing all day because of your schedule, and then you're like, Man, I'm so hungry, I'm going to the buffet tonight and just wham. Um, oh yeah, and then yeah, and then you can... don't feel good afterwards. <laughs> nope. And then you say stupid oh. things like, and then you say stupid things. And it's funny. I I I get on to my wife about this a lot. She's she, <laughs> she's so funny. She's like, um, she's like, oh, I shouldn't have had that last bite. You know, it wasn't the four yeah. plates of food we just ate. It was it was that last bite that did it. That last bite. That last bite of the key lime pie. That last bite of the cheesecake. That last that last <laughs> meatball. It wasn't everything else we had. <laughs> it was just that last. Oh, I shouldn't have had that last bite. <laughs> that, last, <laughs> get you. that last that last bite. Yeah, that'll get you. Hey, I'm gonna go to commercial break real quick. This is an awesome show. Right. And then um, I will be back and uh, we'll continue. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at StrombergsChickens.com. That's StrombergsChickens.com. Are you dealing with a stinky coop or brooder? Backyard chicken owners are loving Chick Fresh. Not only does it eliminate the nasty odors, but it also eliminates the dangerous and unhealthy ammonia. 
You can use Chick Fresh in your coop, brooder, garbage can, litter boxes, and more. Even use it in your spouse's smelly shoes. Get your bottle 15% off today by going to coopcarespecial.com. Take back control and say no to nasty odors. Metzer Farms is now hatching and shipping the premier egg layer. This girl is consistently laying jumbo eggs with a higher nutrient density and lower water content than your eggs now. She is an extremely hardy bird and the most heat and cold tolerant egg layer available, allowing for year-round outdoor production. An eggshell unmatched in sturdiness and thickness, making cracks a thing of the past. Increase your health and double your egg profits. Of course, we're talking about ducks. Duck eggs are revered by chefs for their succulent flavor and by bakers for being the better baking egg. Learn more about this extraordinary duck, the Golden 300, or any of our other 35-plus breeds of ducks and geese at MetzerFarms.com and order your next flock from us. Chickens across the country are flocking to Grubbits. These natural, oven-dried, black soldier fly larvae are sustainably raised right here in the USA. Grubbits account for 10 to 15% of a normal diet and are available at almost half the price of some competing brands. More calcium, stronger eggshells, healthier feathers, happier hens. Find Grubbits online at grubbits.com, on social media at Grubbits, or on Amazon. G-R-U-B-B-E-T-S. That's Grubbits, the feed chickens need. And now we return to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer with your host, Andy Schneider. All righty, a little update on uh, American wood fibers and the uh, shavings that we use all over our homestead here for just about, or not just about everything. Um, and we're hoping that maybe this fall, uh, they will have a wide distribution of their odor-controlled shavings. So uh, right now you can probably find their cedar shavings all over the place, even including Ingalls. Uh, I was so surprised you've heard me say that. I was checking out at Ingalls, and I turned around and saw big old things of cedar shavings there. And I'm like, hey, that's American wood fibers. So uh, they're great, and we did all, we've, we've been working with them for probably about three years. We've tested these odor-controlled shavings and seen how uh, much – um, science and research has gone into it because the first one we tried, we didn't like. They were too fine, uh, and they were doing a different way uh, to have the odor control shavings. And then they started, in, uh, my understanding is infusing the shavings and then do using bigger flakes, and then we really like that. And, we, and there's like three or four prototypes that they've done over the last three years trying to get this perfect. And uh, so we're really hoping. I think they may be in select markets right now. Uh, it may be uh, even right now only purchasing online. I'm not 100% sure with that. But we're hoping maybe by this fall we'll have a, a wider distribution for these odor control shavings because they uh, are fabulous. And so you can find their regular uh, wood pine shavings at the Walmarts all across country. That's what you're going to get if you're looking. And so if you, it's a 30-minute drive, oh, i got to go get some shavings, and it's 30 minutes to my farm store. But, hey, Walmart's five minutes away, and you got to go there anyway to buy whatever. Um, then, hey, you can pick up some American wood fiber shavings uh, right there at your local Walmart. So let's go ahead and bring back Dr. Curran Gearing with our good friends over at Tucker Millen. And man, it's fascinating so far. This is some good stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, before the break, when you were uh, 
relating this to to humans, I, I was thinking that's a a perfect transition to you know the last topic I want to talk about, and sure, and that's stress. And so you know, if you put yourself in the the chicken shoes, um, let's say that you, you got up at six a.m. this morning and had a bowl of cereal, and then you're not going to get any more food until tomorrow at 6 a.m. How would you be feeling right about now? I know I, I'd be uh, – I wouldn't be a happy camper. <laughs> no, that's definitely for sure. <laughs> yep, and uh, so, you know, that that is – it's very stressful to uh, to only eat once a day. And there's, uh, there's actually a, uh, something called an HL ratio that poultry scientists use to measure stress in chickens. And the the HL stands for um, two different immune system cells, heterophils and lymphocytes. And that, you know, exactly what those cells do in terms of the immune system is, you know, outside of the scope of of this podcast and my expertise. But but basically we found out that the, uh, the higher the HL ratio, the uh, you know, the more stressed the, the birds are. And so when we subject birds to stress, like temperature or stress or social stress or starvation, that HL ratio goes up. And we know that when we, when birds have access to feed and then we remove that feed, that HL ratio increases. And so you know what? we know that that's stressful to the birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's way above my learning curve. But HL, I'm going to call that for all of us us uh, uh, dum dums. We'll call it level, and you either have a happy level that's high or a happy level that's low. They can call HL whatever they yeah, want to, but well, yeah, the happy level. They they the happy because <laughs> yep. yep, I'm happy because I got a full belly. Or I ain't not, I'm, I'm not so happy because my belly ain't too full. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so you know if. If somebody's feeding once per day, especially uh, if the birds didn't consume all of it, and and then they, should, you know, then you take that away from them, uh, it's you know incredibly, incredibly stressful. And so, you know, I would I would just encourage people to to um, you know always provide feed and, and clean water, uh, and you know because that's that uh, that continuous. Uh, feeding is, is a natural behavior, and, and uh, you know we don't want to restrict that. Yeah, let's 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 actually go back again and use that as as a human uh, ideal. Okay, so my eight year old daughter, and uh, for lunch I'm like, uh, you didn't finish peanut butter and jelly. You only, you only ate half your peanut butter and jelly. I'm full. I, I don't I don't want to finish. It. I'm full. Okay, that that that's it then. Nope. Okay, I get it. You know, about an hour later, I'm hungry. Oh, really? Well, you should have finished the other half of your peanut butter and jelly. So <laughs> we can we can yeah. do this all day long, Curran, from this topic. Man, we can relate this right to our, our human being and our human hunger. And my 8-year-old or my 10-year-old or uh, me coming home after not eating all day and wanting to go to the buffet and gorge or, or whatever the case may be. So, uh, you know, we can just say, you know, how would you feel if someone dumped some pellets in front of you this morning <laughs> and you didn't get any more until tomorrow? You know, they, they, this, this isn't this isn't brain surgery. This isn't science. How would you feel? <laughs> yeah. 
Pardon me. Yep, yeah. Chickens aren't as uh, different from us as as, uh, (laughs) some people would think. Oh my goodness, that's that's funny. So, um, yeah, that that that's great. And you, I mean, I I don't have any questions because I learned so much, and then it was great to have a few laughs and compare it to our everyday life (laughs) or our kids' everyday life with our consumption of feed. And, and then making sense, you know, I mean, have, uh, they are constant nibblers or constant eaters or whatever. And, you know, and, and, and why? Because and you just you told us because that's the way they're programmed. You know, that's they have this going on inside. They have this going on inside. This is happening. And and so it seems based on science that, uh, you know, a continual availability of feed or a continue snacking all day is the way they're programmed. And you even touched on some of the negative things that happen if even after 10 hours uh, or even after especially 24 hours, some of the negative effects that we can see in different parts of the body. Yeah. And I, can, I can't imagine um, – you didn't touch on it. I'm sure there's probably a study out there out of you – know, because I say many a times, because um, I've heard this from experts just like yourself, we know more about the chicken than any other species on the planet. Um, it's studied more than any other species in the planet because it feeds the world. And um, – so I'm sure there's studies out there that would show, you know, if you just feed one scoop a day versus having continual feed available to them, what kind of egg production are you going to get um, based on based on that study? I, I would have to go out on a limb probably and say uh, <laughs> you're probably going to get a lot better egg production if you yeah. have con- continual feed for these birds. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I'd, I'd say definitely. Um yeah, I mean, especially with eggs, uh, you, you want to have, uh, you know, continuous nutrient supply. Yeah, because cause then, they're, then they're focusing more on their own survival, and then they're going to turn that egg-making machine off because they're like, you know, if they're, if they're struggling, if they're worried about their next meal, um, then they're like, I need this to survive, let alone reproduce or make an egg. And so uh, I could yeah. see how that may trigger egg production loss. Because um, they're so focused on surviving versus just flourishing. Yeah, and, and, and uh, you know all those digestive uh, uh, fluids, you know, those, and enzymes. Those take uh, you know, they take resources that that uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're just going to be they're going to go out the other end. You know, they they get secreted into the gastrointestinal tract and and they uh, do their thing and. And, uh, you know, the bird's not going to get those back. So normally when they have uh, feed available, then, uh, you know, the bird digests the, the feed and, and you're adding more nutrients than the bird's losing um, through, you know, we call those endogenous uh, losses. But mm-hmm. if, if there's no food available, uh, those amino acids are still, uh, you know, leaving the bird and, the bird's still using energy to try to digest food that's not there, and and you're not replenishing that. So that yeah, um, you know, so there's less there to, to produce eggs or or produce muscle or or, um, or feathers or anything else. Yeah, right. Uh, imagine if you're doing this during molt, uh, and they're wanting to replace those feathers for the year, and uh, all of a sudden they've got that added stress. Uh, when they start molting, and again, they're just getting yeah. a scoop of food uh, every day. Yeah, I mean, it just we can go on and on and on in all these scenarios where, um, 
that can be problematic for your flock. So, yeah, this has been great. Lots of information. I think it was very clear. I don't think there's no mistake about what we should be doing with, with our flocks and why. I mean, just saying to do it's one thing. Backing it up with, with science and, and studies was is, is, is even better because uh, it gives that justification of why we're recommending this or recommending that. And that's what we've been doing here for 12 years on this radio show. So this is, you know, here's here's what we recommend and, you know, here's here's why we recommend this. And um, and then you take the information and do with it what you wish and um, and then let us know how it works for you. So, well, thanks for coming on today. This is great. And um, I hope people take away a lot from the show, both the, my, my little host commentary at the beginning you know, um, wow, I, I really feel for you guys if y'all are paying $23 a bag for uh, $23 for a 50-pound bag of lamb pellets right now. Uh, I really feel for you guys around the country. But if you're accepting that, then part of me is like, you know, you get what you deserve <laughs> because don't yeah. accept it. You know, there's there's other options out there, especially, folks, if you live in the southeast. I mean, I can tell you there's 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 a uh, there's an exception. Uh, there's there's other options there for you. If you're paying twenty three dollars for a bag of feed in the lower seven to nine states that make up the southeast, you're paying twenty three dollars a bag. I mean, it, it's going to be well worth it. Go to your go to your mom and pop. You know, maybe you don't want to go to the big chain store, but try mom and pop, and then see what brands they carry and see what they're asking for them, uh, and uh, and then say, hey, can can you get? If, and I guarantee, you, if they're in the lower southeast, if they're in those nine states that kind of comprise the southeast, uh, they probably have. Tucker Millen truck driving down right in front of their store uh, every week or pretty close to it, they'll be able to get it. And uh, if you run into a dead end, current, walk, you know, let me know if I'm wrong here, current. But if 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 you out there as the chicken owner go into your local mom and pop anywhere in the in the lower southeast right now, I mean if you, we already told you how if you live anywhere in the lower 48, how you can try to get some Tucker Milling. But if you live in the southeastern United States and you go into your dealer. And it's a dead end. They don't want to talk to you about it. Oh, we just, we can't get that because they're so just kind of focused or stuck on this is what we carry. This is what we carry. We can't get that. Uh, and they live in the southeastern United States. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to say they lying to you because that's harsh words. But um, give Tucker Millen a call and they'll be able to tell you. Oh, we got a truck that drives right by there. They they can buy our feed. We can we can deliver right to them. What they're two miles from your house? Absolutely. So um, if you run into a dead end at your local uh, mom and pop dealer, then then they can give you a call, correct, at Tucker Millen? Yeah, or send us a, a message on Facebook. Um, you know, yeah, it Facebook could be email. That's a store that that somebody goes in isn't one of our dealers, but we might have one, you know, on the other side of town or or right. uh, nearby. And um, you can also go to our website, and we have a dealer locator. I, th- I believe it says find a dealer up up towards yeah. the top of the page, and then you just put in your zip code or city and state, and um, it'll show yeah, you, you all the how, closest ones. Yeah, and you watch how fast that non-dealer becomes a dealer when you say, oh, you're not a dealer. Oh, well, you can get it, right? Oh, no, we can't get that. Oh, okay, so I, I got to drive. It's gonna, I hate driving 20 miles out of the way, but I, you watch how fast they become a dealer when they know you're bypassing their store and going to another store to get the Tucker Millen. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Um, I've seen it happen when they walk in and they say, uh, uh, you mean, wait, you're going to drive out of your way to get this feed? Uh, the light bulb's on. Like, they'll be calling the dealer on you, current. Hey, uh, we had some people ask about your stuff. How, how can we get it? Because they don't have that dollar leaving their store, going to some other store. But, um, right. but anyway, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. So it, it, it's you guys out there that are paying $23 a 
$17 bag, $17 a bag for feed. And a lot of that $17 a bag feed is inferior um, than save some money and get a better feed. Curran, thanks for coming on today. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, we'll look hey, to having you back uh, in, Ju- in, in July. Uh, Curran comes on the fourth Thursday of every month, and we try to keep it uh, new, new, based on nutrition for our birds. And, uh, hey, 12 topics a year based on nutrition, that's easy to fill because nutrition is, again, so important. And uh, But thanks for coming on. We appreciate it, and we'll see you next month, my friend. All right. Thank you, Andy. You bet. Take care. All righty, folks. Thanks for staying with us today. Uh, it was a great show. Hopefully you learned a lot, both from com- our commentary and, of course, the, the topic for today, which I think, I, man, I learned a lot. I was like, I didn't really think that route, or I didn't think that route, or really, I, in, in, beginning the show, I didn't really think about how much we would compare it to us as humans and, and, and our psyche of, of being hungry or our snacking or our gorging or our, uh, or us not eating all day and how it can relate. So think about that next time you're you know, kind of comparing how you feed your birds and what you feed your birds and, and, and how you feed yourself. I think that's a good takeaway from this. So um, that's awesome. Hey, if you are not already a subscriber to Chicken Whisperer magazine, Shame on you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you should be because it's absolutely free. The digital edition. I will email you magazine four times a year, winter, spring, summer, and fall, absolutely free. It is chock full of great information from experts in their field. Who writes for our magazine? Poultry veterinarians, poultry scientists, poultry nutritionists, including Dr. Curran Gehring over at Tucker Milling, including poultry scientist Dr. McRae, including poultry veterinarian Dr. Morris Podesky, including poultry veterinarian Dr. Jessica, um, and uh, I'm probably missing one, and I hate it. But um, we've got we've got a product review in there every week. We've got a contest every single issue. If you want the real magazine, so you can log these and have an encyclopedia, if you will, then we'll mail one to you, nine ninety five per year. But hey, absolutely free. Sent to your email uh, four times a year. Just go to Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Dot com. That's chickenwhisperermagazine.com. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you next week right here. This has been Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tucker Milling, with your host, Andy Schneider. For more information, find us on the web at chickenwhisperer.com, on Facebook by typing in The Chicken Whisperer, on Twitter at Backyard Poultry, and on Instagram at The Real Chicken Whisperer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.